the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. Uh, Hey, don't touch that dial. This is uh, really biblically how to buy and sell cars. I hope that uh, don't touch that dial because really I'm I'm here to talk to you the good, the bad, and the ugly biblically how to buy and sell cars. Uh, I'm going to give my testimony a little bit, but I want to give you my vision. The Lord gave me this show. He gave it to me three years ago. It took difficulty to get on radio stations because they don't. They're scared to lose their sponsors. They're scared that the truth will get out and that they'll cut their sponsorships. But I want to thank K- a, a 630 KSLR, the, the word in South Texas. I want to thank Baron Wiley for the faith he had in me and Mike Payne, the manager, because let me tell you something, turning a used car dealer loose on this kind of station, a Christian station, the word of South Texas. Well, let me give you a little background. I've been a leader at uh, Cornerstone Church for 22 years, Bible study, usher, Anything that I can do because I want to be productive, but I want to be productive in your life. I want to teach you the little dirty secrets about the car business, how they sell you on your emotions, your feeling, pride, greed, selfishness, and keeping up with the Joneses. I'll tell you how the Joneses used to try to keep up with me, but the Lord's changed my life, and I want to talk about that. It's all in I was a taker, and Jesus Christ made me a giver. How is your life changed, or has it changed since you accepted Jesus Christ? Are you the same person before as now? Because let me tell you, Acts uh, 20, 38, 2 says that when the Word penetrates your heart, when the Word penetrated my heart, hey, I was a pretty good heathen. And now I want to be a great Christian. I want to give back to the community. I want to educate you. I want you mentally, physically, spiritually prepared to make your next purchase. And you can use this on vehicles or anything, but the worst investment we can make on earth is a vehicle. I know that the soul is going to live forever. I tell you, I tell everybody in the world, I am a blessed, blessed person because I could have died and been in hell. But one morning I was praying in the Spirit going to the airport, and Jesus Christ revealed to me that I could have been dead in hell. But knowing Him, I'm going to live forever. But how do you live for? Preachers tell you they li- that you're going to live forever. How does that fit in to your thinking? Let me tell you, I know 17 near-death experienced people. 15 went to heaven, 2 went to hell. But let me tell you, them 2 went to hell, 
their lives changed. One of them was a big-time dope dealer, drug dealer, died in Austin, Texas. They're about to put him in the morgue, and he came back to life. But he went to hell. And let me tell you something. The first time I heard that story, I said, I'm going to memorize the story. I don't believe that. Second time he told the story, I said, man, he's got a pretty good memory. Third time he told the story, we both cried. Fourth, fifth, sixth time, I'm going to tell you, he went to hell. And I checked him out. He was a bad dude. He, uh, There's a lot of people think he killed a lot of people, and he didn't want to admit it. But he was a drug dealer, and his life changed. The 15 people, hey, what we're talking about right now, my spirit feels 20. My body, it feels past 60. But my spirit feels 20. Do you feel that way? Your spirit still feels 20 in your mind? Well, the near-death people, their spirit kept living. I can tell a testimony about a, a son of mine that was in a bad accident with a, a man, a young man that's grown now that was when he was 14, came into my life. I taught him to work. I taught him the car business. I taught him the good, the bad, and the ugly about a lot of stuff. I tried to be a mentor in his life. And I was on an airplane one morning going to Dallas, and I looked next to me. And as a leader at Cornerstone Church under John Hagee Ministries, I'm taught to talk to everybody, to help everybody, to witness to everybody. And I'm looking at this lady, and she looks like a train wreck. I'm telling you, a train wreck. And she, I looked over her, and I said, ma'am, are you all right? She said, I'm losing my job. My 16-year-old daughter's going crazy, and my husband wants a divorce. What do you think? I said, well, you need to get into church. We've got great marriage counseling. You need to get your daughter in a youth group. Hey, you're young. You look energetic. You look positive. You'll find another job. And I was talking to her, and this guy's head was right next to me, and I turned to him. For some reason, I said, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? He said, yes, I do. I died when I was 21. I'm 35 now. I said, you did? He said, yeah. He explained to me he had a heart problem. He explained to me how he was on the operating table and how the heart monitor went straight and his spirit lifted up. And he was watching what was going on. He saw doctors and nurses come in and out. He saw them write their name. And his grandfather came to him in the only suit he had ever owned. They had bought him a suit to be buried in. And he said, Brian, you're going to be all right. And he floated away. Looked down there. A nurse came in and started rubbing his head. His spirit entered his body. And he and she started going to get help. And the heart monitor went to going. And he explained the doctors. He told the doctors about being in the spirit floating around. And they didn't believe it. Then he started describing every moment what had happened in that operating room. And they were amazed. Well, the next day, I'm at an auction. Hot when I mean, one of them August days, it felt like 120. But anyway, I'm leaving the auction in this young man that I'd been involved with and helped raise for since he was 14. He was in the car with me. And we're about halfway back to New Braunfels from San Antonio. And, I mean, I got the air blowing 90 miles an hour, and it's cooling off, and I'm feeling great. And I get to tell him about Brian. I said, Brian was on the airplane with me, and uh, I got to tell him. And Jesse started shaking. He started sweating bullets. Man, he was soaking wet in no time at all, and he was turning white. And he looked at me, and he said, remember in the bad car accident, 
your son and I was in? I said, yeah. He said, I broke my neck. I said, yeah, and you're not supposed to be living. You're not supposed to be walking. God has saved you. What a miracle. He said, Randy, I floated up out of my body. I moved my head with my hands. That's supposed to kill me. My grandfather came to me in the only suit that he owned. And he said, Jesse, you're going to be all right, and floated away. I mean, Jesse was terribly, terribly shaken up from this. But he lived. His spirit lives. He's 40-something years old today, but his spirit's 20. Your spirit's 20. That's how you're going to live forever. Our bodies may die sometime, if uh, somehow. But your spirit, your spirit is going to live forever. And that's when preachers talk about it. That's what's going to live. Do you want to live forever? Now, your spirit can feel pain. Your spirit can feel joy. What's it going to feel when you die? Do you want this opportunity to accept Jesus Christ? Tell your friends about it because that spirit's what's going to live forever. That's why so many people have a hard time seeing that. Well, that spirit started talking to me and said, Randy, you're going to get on radio and tell the world the good, the bad, and the ugly. How dealers are so well trained. How they take every available dollar. How it's your hard-earned tax after. you got to pay tax money on that. If you owe $20,000, you got to make 24000 to pay that $20,000 note. Nobody ever thinks about that. But the Lord said, I'm going to teach you to think outside the box. I'm going to give you common sense. He's opened my vision as a... As a heathen, my vision was a tunnel, real small, man, just a little bitty. But now I see the whole world, and I want to help the whole world. I want to give back. Colleges got billions donated to them, and they're not doing anything with it, and they're not giving anything back. I'll talk about that someday. I'm going to talk about what you should do, how you should be prepared, how spiritually, how you got to take the pride, greed, selfishness, and keeping up with Joneses out of your life. To be a better person, make better purchases. Let the Holy Spirit lead me and guide you. You know, I tell you what, I love Proverbs one five. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. I'm going to give you scripture. We're going to talk about some. Hey, I even talk about on all my shows, even the shows that are not Christian stations like this one. Thank you, six thirty. Thank you, Baron and Mike, because I talk about Jeremiah five thirty thirty one. It jumped out. Three weeks ago, I was getting ready to do my 7 o'clock show on the sister station, 9.30 a.m., and that show's on 7 to 8. And so I was thinking about I said, wow, this jumped off of the Bible. I could not believe it. Wow. Read Jeremiah 5, 30, 31. It is so true today, more true today than 2,600 years ago when it was written. Think about that. 2,600 years ago, it was written, and it's more true today than ever before. You're going to love it. I may talk about it next week, but I want to give you a little homework on that because I want you to know, you know, Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharp sharpens iron. Thank you, Pastor Hagee. Thank you, Matthew Hagee. Thank you, Steve Sorensen, because I've hung around those guys, and I absorb every bit I can get. I absorb a lot from T.D. Jakes, but I use some of pastor's teachings and and put it in dialect. I had one of the producers say, <clears throat> you sung, I caught a little bit, you've lost that love and feeling. 
Well, it's because we buy a new car, buy a new truck, and it becomes our God, and we just can't live without it. We think it's the greatest thing in the world, and then we lose that loving feeling. Have you ever done that? Ever bought a vehicle you just thought was the best thing in the world? Six months later, you're not washing it, taking care of it. Some people not cleaning out the ashtray. Oh, man, I just can't live without it. And then you can't. Well, the vision in this story and this show is because I had everybody in the world said, hey, this won't work. You'll destroy your business. You'll destroy everything. You'll lose everything. And, yes, it's cost a lot of money, old back pocket national. I've got sponsors wanting to sponsor this show. We're working on them right now because I know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Eighty percent of the dealers out there will rip you off. Twenty percent won't. But the Lord led me and said, do hassle-free auto buying. Take the, the fear out of walking in a dealership. Take the fear out of, out of uh, walking in an F&I department. Hassle-free auto buying does that. He gave me that. He gave me the vision of this show when everybody said, you're crazy, don't do it. But when God tells you to do something, I had the burning desire to do it. Yes, I had stations that wouldn't take me. Finally, I found a 5 o'clock Saturday morning show, and I blew the phone lines up. Why? Because of God, not because of me, because of talent, the information he's given me, direction he's given me, the vision he's given me, the word he's given me. And he brings things to my light, to me. Is he popping up things in your life like Jeremiah 5, 30, 31, when you're reading his word? I want to read your, his word every day. I want to pray to him every day. And that's why he's given me this show. It's not of me. It's the Holy Spirit. And there's times when I take... Steve Sorensen and I used to walk into a radio show down in Corpus, and we'd take notes and never use them. I got to where I didn't even take notes because the Holy Spirit will work through you if you ask Him, you invite Him in. He's a gentleman. He wants you to know exactly how to be the best person you can be. Who made you the best person you can be? Do you, or is that in your life? Is that in your thoughts? Or is that in your direction? Hey, when I accepted Jesus Christ, he took me from a taker, a pure taker, never enough. Everybody's against me. I know it all. I control everything in my life. I'm the only one I need. I'm so selfish. I'm so prideful. I, I lived that life. I was a taker, never enough. Oh, woe is me. Everything, everybody's against me. But Jesus Christ, when I accepted him in 1994 at John Hagee's church at Cornerstone, I accepted him in my life. He started the second stage in my life. The first stage of my life changed when I forgave my dad. That's why you're going to hear me talk about unforgiveness in your life. Unforgiveness controls your mind. Unforgiveness has you starving for more attention, more admiration, more things to make you feel better. That new car, oh, man, it smells good, it looks good. But my friends don't, don't feel that way. Why not? Hey, I love this car. I think it makes me feel special. Is that true? Is it controlling your life? I hate to see when something else controls your life. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit that's going to live forever, remember we were talking about, should be controlling your life. So when I turned my life over to Jesus Christ, the first of it started in 1987. Going through a bad divorce, 
Life was a train wreck, losing everything I owned. Everything was bad. One thing that was happening was Alabama had a song, You Can't Keep a Good Man Down. Every time I got in my truck, that song was on the radio. But the first step was into forgiving my dad. I invited my dad over and was telling him what was going on in my life, and we forgave each other. Yes, we were drinking. Yes, we were praying. Not praying. I'll take that back. We were forgiving each other, crying. It was a three hours of of forgiveness to each other. My life changed that day. I walked the next day. People looked at me and they said, something's different about you. I didn't understand. You've changed. I didn't understand. What are you doing different? I didn't understand. I didn't understand that burden of unforgiveness in my life was controlling me, controlling the pride. I'd humble myself because I was going through a train wreck in my life. But Jesus Christ said the first step is forgiving your dad. He, I gave him total forgiveness in my life. And I, you know when you you forgive somebody truly in your heart, you want the best for him. I wanted the best for my dad. And I wanted the best for everybody. The next day, I knew the difference between good and bad. I knew the difference about being right and wrong. And I had the desire to do the right before, I didn't have that desire. I didn't have the desire to be the best person I could be. But the forgiveness, that bondage left me. But Jesus Christ knew the direction I was going. He knew when I was going to be saved. He knew when, when 94 was coming around. He knew that there was a difference, a hunger. I wanted for more of that forgiveness to everybody. And you know what? When you start forgiving someone, you want others to forgive. You want to know the goodness and the greatness that Jesus Christ will put in your heart to change that. That's why this show is to give back. I'm going to educate you, teach you the good, the bad, and the ugly, the dirty secrets, getting you mentally, physically, spiritually prepared to buy an automobile. The worst investment in the world is an automobile. It eats money, loses money, loses value, breaks everything in the world. Hey, buy a $70,000 new truck. What will it be worth in three years with with 100,000 miles? I'm going to give you that information. It's worth $30,000. What's it, you know, what's the market going to do? What's old market, new market? How do I need to get prepared? Why did you build learn to buy and sell cars.com website that's free to teach people what your car's worth, how to buy a car? I've got that information out there because Jesus Christ gave me that desire to give back. What are you giving? What are you doing with your talents and your education? What opportunities do you see in your life that has changed your life? Hey, I'm going to tell you, I had a Bible study in New Brunsville, Texas, that people wouldn't come to because of my bad reputation. They didn't want anything to do. They couldn't believe that I could change. Let me tell you something. There's people in my lives that I put at the end of, of their giving up and giving it to Jesus Christ, them being saved. And I was wrong, 100% wrong. They had accepted Jesus Christ. We judge people. I don't want to judge people no more. I don't want to give up on people no more. I want to spread the gospel, the good news, my talent, my education, and whatever it takes to get people to accept Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm on some secular stations because I put Proverbs in there. But, you know, I, I explained to them that Proverbs twenty-seven fourteen says, Anger is cruel 
Fury is overwhelming. Hey, rage. I lived in rage. I lived in anger. That's that's so true, uh, Proverbs 20, uh, 27, 4. But who can stand before jealousy? Hey, being a taker, you're jealous. People have something that you don't have. People are doing something you're not doing. I lived in jealousy. I lived, I walked those shoes. I've walked those shoes, so I know exactly where it comes from. I wanted peace of mind. Have you got peace of mind? Have you got peace of mind in your purchases? Have you got peace of mind of unforgiveness? Have you got peace of mind where you're going when you pass away? I tell you, it, that's where it is. Every prudent man acts out of knowledge, but a fool exposes, exposes his fallacy. Man, I'm going to tell you, are you folly? Are you running around folly? Hey, those people are so brilliant. They're a king of their own mind, lord of their own mind. They don't have peace of mind. But I want to be there for you. I tell you what, I'll give you a little past history. I was born and raised in New Brunswick. My dad, due to the unforgiveness, remember, we talked about the unforgiveness of the past. He was a partier. But you got to remember, Jesus Christ opened my eyes to why he was the way he was. Do you feel sorry for people? I used to hate big mouth women and bratty kids. Well, when Jesus Christ came into my life, I feel sorry for them. Well, they're, but they're God's creation. This woman's, these women with big mouths, they got voices because they got strong lungs. I don't know, but I love them now, and I feel for them, and I want to know why they're the way they are. Bratty kids, hey, that's just the way they come up. I was one. But I'm going to tell you something. My mom had a switch, and she'd straighten me out in a heartbeat. And I tell you what, if I hit that switch, I'd have to go get her one. If it's too small, she'd send me after a big one. And let me tell you something. She taught me the fear of God in a way that I didn't understand. She taught me respect in a way I didn't understand. Are we teaching our children? I was raised in, in, a, in a family that dad never came home, partied hard, uh, did whatever he wanted to, didn't really provide for us, showed up when he wanted to, and when he got there, his conscience bothered him, so he beat on me. He not physically, we got in a few little minor scrapes, and you know, but I mean, mentally, he knew he was wrong, so he beat me up. And I didn't think, you know, but my mother, he, she picked me up. My mother was a Christian, and, and I saw that. And you know there's times when I wish that I would listen to her and become a Christian at an early age. But sometimes I wonder if maybe God's plan was to get my ministry in line, to see the difference, explain the difference, because I've walked those shoes. He wanted me to change my life to help you, to open people's eyes in the world. I, we're looking for sponsors on this show. I've got North Park Toyota, and I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to give you a phone number. Get pen and paper if you can, because next uh, half hour I'm going to give you a couple of phone numbers. One's my personal phone number at my office to give me a call, and I'll call you back. The other one's to talk to Merle at North Park Toyota, because he's looking for good Christian young people that want to work. Want to? Hey, if you don't know what you're doing, 
Maybe you want to sell cars. Maybe you want to be a mechanic. Maybe you want to learn about the car business. There's some great opportunities. And I'm going to give you Merle's phone number to call him. Also, I want you to take Merle's phone number down to call him and thank him about sponsoring this show. That's North Park Toyota because 80% of dealers will rip you off. 20% won't. I know the 20%. I've dealt with the 20%. I remember I was born and raised in this business. Uh, my dad wasn't around, but I was his personal slave. I was his driver. At the age of 14, I was buying and selling cars. Dealer in Georgetown, Texas said, Randy, here, I've got, I hate these 49 to 51 Fords. I want to sell them. You can have them for $25 a piece. I said, Mr. Clarence, only one problem here, money. I ain't got it. He said, okay, take the car, come back, pick the car up, take it, sell it, and when you sell it, bring back the money, and I'll give you the title. So I rode a bus back to Georgetown, Texas, and there wasn't hardly anything between New Brunswick and Austin and nothing between Austin and Georgetown, but it was a nice little bus ride. Went up there and picked up my first one. He handed me the keys, and I took it back, and I shined it up, and I worked on it, got it good, and I sold it to my best friend, Charlie Brown, at the time. His dad needed him a cheap transportation. I sold it to him, paid 25 sold it for 50 Man, I was getting rich. But I tell you what, so I took the money back up there, and now I got 50 bucks, but I owe 25 I was handing him the 25 to buy one more. He said, that'll put you out of operating capital, boy. I said, here, take another one, and when you get your little operating capital, then you can start paying them as you buy. That's how I started in the car business, buying and selling when I was 14. Moved up to higher-dollar cars. Was going to San Antonio College in 1969, driving a 1969 427 Corvette. Dark blue, white interior, white top, 427, four-speed, no power steering, no power brakes. And uh, I was walking out of San Antonio College. I was going there for pre-law, and I was going to lunch. Law professor walked out with me, and he said, Oh, Randy, your daddy bought you a new Corvette. And I said, No, I paid for this car. He said, You selling drugs? I said, No, sir. I said, We're going to lunch. I'm buying, I'm going to, after I'm going to have a hot dog hamburger, I'm going to go buy to selling cars. He said, You mean you made enough to, to pay for that car? I said, Yes, sir. He said, how much did you make? And I told him, he said, you make you made more money part-time in the car business than I do running this pre-law. I said, yes, sir. He said, I've seen your grades, Randy. You might want to go full-time. So I did. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. God bless you. Hey, tell your friends to tune in. I got more, 30 more minutes. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, 630 AM. And thank you, Kelly. He's my producer today. Does a great job. God bless you. I'll be right back. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM 630 KSLR. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Is your light shining anywhere? Are you the best person you can be? Just like I said, Jesus Christ changed me from a taker to a giver. I want to give back. I want to serve. I want to love. Do you love serving? I love ushering. I've ushered at Cornerstone for 22 years. I love being involved. I love being productive. I love meeting and greeting people. I love serving. Well, years ago, I wanted to be served. As a taker, do you want to be served? I tell you what, and prideful people, proud people seem never seem to realize that everybody knows they got a problem. Oh, man. They think they're, you know, nobody's aware of it. 
And most of the time, they're not aware of it because pride eats at you and controls you so much that you think you deserve it. You want a reward. I'm I'm the best I can be. And you're putting in 60% effort instead of 110. Remember, today's thrill may be your run. Oh, man, how's that? How's that fit? Man, it, didn't it run you to every 30 days you got this big old payment? There's two kinds of cars afford and can't afford. And, man, them can't affords will cost you. They'll hurt you, cause you relationship problems, misery, pain. Oh, man. And I got it. I had to have it. Oh, man, you've lost that love and feeling. Oh, yeah, I had to have this car. Now I don't care about it. Well. How, how how deep is your commitment? Where is your commitment? Is your commitment to serving and loving and caring and giving? Well, that's the problem with a lot of people. You know, it, they don't know how to live the real true joy that comes from knowing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Following his demands, following his dream and vision for you. You know what? I disrupted the world. Nobody does this show like I do. It's because of Jesus Christ and my ministry, my past. But I don't want to dwell on the past. I don't want to dwell on the history. I want to see the future. Where is this show going in the future? It's hard to believe that a Christian station would put me on. But they realize that they want to improve your thinking, improve your ways, improve your purchases. Have you educated, understanding, and and understanding how the Bible is so effective today? Oh, man, it just jumps out at me at times, and I just realized that it was written hundreds of thousands of years ago, and it's so true today. I want to be that mentor to you. True wisdom can be measured by the depth of a person's character. Man, you, you, I don't know about Hillary. How deep, now, she must be a, ne- a negative on that deal. True wisdom is marked, is measured by the depth of the person's character. When did America lose the discernment between right and wrong? And we, hey, read Jeremiah 5, 30, 31. And the people love it. They love the lies. The dealers will lie to you. That's why I'm trying to prepare for you. Now, like I said, North Park Toyota's going to sponsor this show. Thank you, Merle. I'm going to give you Merle's phone number. Call him and thank him if you like this show any at all. If you'd like to help 630 out, would you like to help me out? Because I'm going to teach you everything that I can. And we've had very successful shows in Corpus, Austin, and San Antonio. But Merle's phone number, let me get write it down and give him a call, 210-275-7602. That's 210-275-7602. If you'd like to try out selling cars, if you're a Christian, he wants Christian because they tell the truth. They take care of people. Yes, they make money, but they do it right, and they don't rip you off. Yeah, they work on small percentage, not the big percentage like some dealers. And also, if you'd like to learn a profession or if you want to open your eyes, hey, I tell you what, it's what is an education worth? I mean, you can spend $30,000 for a couple of courses at a college, or you can go be productive, make money, learn how to sell cars, and see if that fits your lifestyle, fits what you want to do. And it, there's mechanic jobs, there's detailed jobs. If i got a young son, they need to learn how to work. The biggest problem we have with raising children today, we don't teach them how to work. We let them play video games. What good's that? 
that's wasting time in my opinion I could be wrong I don't know they don't they don't that's not my my fancy that's not what I do I want to learn and grow and be productive and that's what's part of my life and I was you know my life get back to that buying and selling cars through college uh and then I realized I was starting a family and I needed to go to work. And I've, I've, I've had other businesses. I've built other businesses. I've been blessed with it. I've been so blessed because of Jesus Christ. I've excelled at a lot of things, but pride consumed me because I was successful. I didn't realize that Jesus Christ had his hand on my life. He's got it on your life. And he's got potential in your life. And he's got direction and focus and vision. But what are you doing with it? You've got to get in the Word. You've got to get in prayer. And you've got to hear from Him. And you've got to be willing to accept what He's telling you. If I didn't accept what I'm doing, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have the shows that I have. I wouldn't get the phone calls every week. And you can call me at my office, 830-625-7159. That's 830-625-7159. 7159. I'll call you back. It may take a day or two. If you don't hear from me in three or four days, call back. I'll call you usually on my mobile phone. You'll have my my cell phone number because I, I want to help you. I answer 98% of the questions that are asked me. The other 2%, I may have to research. I don't know. But I want to help you. I want to, and they're free. When you call me, I'm not a lawyer, uh, even though I need a good lawyer. I need a young lawyer that wants to understand the car business. There's so much stuff going on in the car business, and they would like to work with me. There's a possibility on that because there's so many regulations, so many laws. I'm going to put out on Facebook some of the stuff. Did you hire a criminal? Is your sales manager a criminal or dealer in hot water for uh, for hiring a bad guy? I mean, there is so much that's out there, and I'm going to bring this all to this show. This show's about my past history a little bit, but what the future in lies, what's going on in the car business, what you see, how much value you're losing, how when you come off the showroom floor, how you lose ten or fifteen thousand, how you making better decisions, how you're prepared to walk into a dealership, how you prepared to buy a car off the street, what about selling a car? How dangerous has that got in Atlanta, in Ohio, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona? If you don't let that person come to your house, don't let them know where you live. Don't let them see the title, because if they see the title, they know where you live. They love to come back, and they're doing this in other states really bad. They'll kill you, steal your car, steal your title, steal everything in the in the house, tie you up, beat you up. There's no telling what they'll do. They're desperate. People are desperate. But, you know, the lying and the cheating and the stealing is growing. Even though they say crime's down, but the population's so high, it's the percentage that what they say about. So you don't let, hey, go to a police station, go to a fire station. I've recommended this in in, uh, San Antonio and in Austin, and city council picked it up, and they used it for their idea. That's fine. I don't need the recognition. I want people to understand there's danger in selling your car. 
Be prepared. Take somebody with you. Hey, get a picture of their driver's license. You want to come see my car? Take a picture of your driver's license and text it to me. That way you got proof who you're dealing with, who you're talking to. And, hey, school them. Find out if they can pay. We're going to bring information every week, new, fresh information, biblically and worldly, what's going on. So you understand where you stand, what you're doing, what direction you need to go. Because I'm going to tell you something. It's a dog-eat world out there. They will eat you up, spit you out. I'm telling you. And even the uh, we love the know-it-alls. Hey, and I was a know-it-all, so I can explain that for sure because I was proud. The Joneses tried to keep up with me. I had to have the biggest and the baddest and the greatest things. They tried to keep up with me when I was a heathen. But I, I don't want that. You know what I drive? I drive whatever's comfortable, whatever's got gas in it. Most week, all this week, I drove an 04 Grand Marquis. I got in it last week with 60,000 miles. Now it's at 63,000 miles. I took the pride out. I want good, cheap transportation. I was trying to sell that car to a lady who's a Christian. I said, ma'am, this is a 60,000-mile car. I put 3,000 miles on it. Oh, no, I want something newer. She can't really afford it. This would be a great car, cheap for her. That's what I look at. What can, Hey, the best kind of car is a paid-for car. I guarantee you. Hey, in 30 days come all the time. We're going to talk about how bad title loans are. I forgot to talk about it this morning, but I talk about it every week. Hey, we're going to bring up, do not do a title loan. It's 330% interest. You borrow 5000 you owe 900 in 30 days, and it keeps going on and on. After six months, you paid more back than you borrowed, and 98% of those cars get repoed, taken to the auction. They give you 60% of the value. Go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com. Follow the easy process. Let me describe you describe your car. If there's, if you describe it right, I'll buy it. Not like Auto Trader Buying Center, which puts your VIN number in and automatically cuts you down, trains the people how to beat you up. I was that way for 60 days. I signed a contract. My word's good. If your word's no good, you're no good. Well, my word's good. I stayed with them for 60 days. On the 61st day, I canceled and got out. But I want to tell you what your car's worth so you know where you stand. You can sell it to me or sell it to somebody else. Also, on learntobuyandsellcars.com. It's a free website. It teaches you to get your credit score, look at your score, go to the credit union. We'll talk all about that the next week about learntobuyandsellcars.com. There's so much I'd love to tell you about. An hour is not enough. I'm telling you about my life, going through a bad divorce, being busted, Good old Alabama, you can't keep a good man down. I went to work at 110%. But at that time, I was giving. I, I had a giver's attitude, a giver's emotion. Is, has your emotions bought something that your back pocket national couldn't pay for? Have you let your emotions go wild and your feelings go wild and you bought something you couldn't afford? Or you, did you fell out, in love, out of love with in 60 days later? A year later, you know, how are you living? You living by feelings and emotions? Or are you letting the Holy Spirit lead and guide you? Let me tell you something. Uh, like I tell you, there's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. Them afford cars, they're, they'll bring you a little joy. And, you know, and you'll have peace of mind. Them can't affords will rob you of your joy, peace of mind. 
and you're struggling and every little bitty thing that happens is a catastrophe in your life. Oh, man, the battery went bad. They don't make batteries like they used to. I guarantee you. Oh, man, I need to buy new tires. Hey, that that's a safety issue. you got to have it. Oh, i got to do this. Hey, remember, the worst investment we can make is a vehicle, transportation. It eats money, insurance, maintenance, breakage, all the stuff, and loss of value. Well, you've got to weigh that up. And after tax, if you owe 20000 on a car, you got to make 24000 because you got to pay taxes on it. People don't think about that. Insurance people keeping in the dark. Oh, I've made the insurance companies mad at me because I brought out issues and things that nobody ever thinks about. What about, here's one quick one, and we'll go on to the next subject. Uh, why don't they give us a figure of what our car is worth when we buy the policy? That way, if something happens to it, we know what to expect. Oh, no, they keep us in the dark. I had an insurance agent call me on another radio station. It was my producer said, Randy, this guy's hot. I don't know if we ought to let him on air. I said, put him on air. I won't say nothing. I can't back up. He said, you're beating up insurance agents. I said, did you make the price on the premium when the person buys a unit from you? No. I said, do you, if when there's an accident, do you make the price or does a claims adjuster make the price what the customer has coming? He said, claims adjuster. I said, I want your job, man. I want to sell the policy, tell you I love you, and, and not do nothing. He said, well, we do something. I said, what do you do? I said, I, and I'm going to prove this in the next couple of weeks, how the insurance agents sell a policy and do nothing. What about the bankers? Do they care if you pay too much money for a car? Or they want to keep you in prison and trapped with them and pay more interest? Car dealers want to keep you in the dark. They don't want an even playing field. I've got car dealers mad at me. i got everybody mad at me. That's odd. But, I mean, i got car dealers mad at me. Because they don't want you to have an even playing field. Excuse me, if they go buy a new TV, they want the best price, right? They want the best quality, right? They want the best person to deal with, right? They want a feel-good purchase, right? But they don't want you to know all the secrets, all the issues, all the problems, what's going on in the car business. They don't want that even playing field. Well, I'm here to make it even. I'm here to educate you. Not a preferred customer like some of these other radio talk guys. There's a guy that wants you to be preferred customer and a VIP. A little lady that used to be in my Bible study said, Randy, you're too busy. I don't want to call you and bother you. And I had a VIP card, uh, and I was a preferred customer, and I walked in the dealership. Now she owes 15000 too much on the purchase, 15000 And what, 80%? This is a manufacturers figures and the dealers figures 80 percent of the people buy something they don't intend to buy when they walk into a dealership well 80 percent she was one of them that wasn't the car she intended to buy she owes fifteen thousand too much daughter got in a little fender bender now it's got an eye accident report on it now she's found out that she's twenty thousand upside down on a car that she didn't want that's part of the reason the time consuming lady that i know in seguin Walked in the dealership 12 noon, knew exactly what she wanted. Walked out at 8 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, she said, seven hours later, she was ready to sign anything on anybody, any way to get out of there. She walks out at 8 o'clock. They slammed her through the contract. She didn't take her time. She owed too much money, too much interest. She, she did follow my advice and went and got it refinanced. But she thought their credit was bad. Her husband didn't know. But listening to my radio show, 
I told them to go to FTC.gov, check their credit rating. They went to FTC.gov and found out they had great credit rating. And they deserve a lot better interest rates, so they got it refinanced. I had her drop the extended warranty because they overcharged her on it. They sold her gap, and they had quite a bit down. Don't buy a gap unless you put a million miles on it and you don't have anything down. So I got them knocked way off. I helped her a bunch, but she's still in a unit she didn't want. That's what happens. I want to teach you to be mentally, physically, spiritually prepared to go in battle against all that. No one wants to invest in something with no return. Are you investing in your purchases? Are you investing in your education? You're investing in your emotions and your feelings and getting rewarded. You know, it's it's. you feel like you're chasing the wind. That's what Solomon talked about. Are we chasing the wind? You know, I'm telling you, greedy desires will put you in prison. And they, I put on my Facebook here a couple of months ago that the manufacturers were scared about payments being 108 months that they couldn't sell enough new cars. Now they're talking about 120 months. Man, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. I want to inspire you to achieve beyond your goals and meet your true potential. You know, wisdom is only effective. If you put it in action, you know, that's what I want to do. I want you to be educated with wisdom, not a preferred VIP customer, but a customer from me that I'm not charging anything to be cool, calm, collected, confident, in control of your purchasing means. Now, you can go to Facebook, Randy Adams, uh, and check out my times, my stations, where I'm at, where I'm going, what I'm doing. we got SoundCloud. We've got a few shows up on it under Randy Adams. Um, YouTube's Learn to Buy and Sell, Cars.com. We're also working on live streaming all my shows on Learn to Buy and Sell, Cars.com. We're working on that. We're working on all kinds of stuff to improve me and my radio shows. But you know what? I've, I've had a struggle in my life. Fighting off pride, fighting off greed, fighting off keeping it. We're all normal. You know, we think we, you know, this old life's short. But you know what? The older I get, more relationships matter. The more being productive matters. The more wanting to be the best I can be because it matters. So, I mean, the vision I have on this show is being your mentor. To help everyone and to read Proverbs 1-5 because I want you to be the best you can be. You know, addictions, the other thing in my life, due to thank you for the Cornerstone Church, due to the, the classes I went through, reconciliation to God, inner healing. I talk about Christmas, and I've got a little time left, and I'm going to run through this. I think next week we may start taking callers. But anyway... As a young man, my dad didn't come home for Christmas. Promised the little bit he saw he was coming home for Christmas Eve. Going to have a big night. Going to have gifts. Going to have this. Going to have that. Well, I got an apple and orange a lot of Christmases for Christmas. And uh, my dad didn't show up. Well, that affected me. And I said, oh, man. And it kept going on, and that happened when I was young. And about 14, he finally showed up on one of them, 14 or 15, 16, somewhere in that neighborhood. But anyway, I got affected about that Christmas, about the 
the rejection of Christmas, the, the downtime of Christmas, the depression of Christmas. And so after my divorce, I guess Christmases were bad about then. That too. But uh, we, I got saved. And here I'm going to classes, and Christmas would roll around, and I'd get depressed. And my wife said, what in the world is wrong with you? I said, I don't know. I'm so depressed. I don't want." She said, man, you need to do something about that. So I went into inner healing. I'd been trained on inner healing. And every reaction we have to something that causes something to be enraged or depressed or angry or something is caused lots of times and most of the time from the past. So I went into deep prayer and I said, Jesus Christ revealed to me what is going on in my life. Why am I depressed? He took me back to when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, showed me Christmas and the depression I got from there. So I asked him to take this away, and he relieved me of that. And truly in my heart, I forgave my dad for not coming home for Christmas, not having gifts. I was, back then, you couldn't give me a gift. I wasn't happy. I I wanted to give but I didn't think I was worthy to receive anything. I'd, and you know what? Maybe I was hindering my love and the, and receiving the love of Jesus Christ. So it, Jesus rehealed me of that depression. Now, Christmas, I love Christmas. I can accept a gift. I've accepted Jesus Christ's love for me so I can love others. The more for unforgiveness that I get rid of the in my life, the more love God gives me for people. I love people, like I said before, that I didn't love before. But due to the more forgiveness you give to people, the more love God will give you for other people. That's just one little taste of what I want to do in this show about the inner healing, about helping people off of drugs. I've helped people off of drugs and alcohol. Ninety-nine percent of unforgiveness is due to and drug addiction is due to unforgiveness of mother, father, or spouse. When you find that root of unforgiveness in your life, and it was my dad, and I forgave him totally, completely, and that unforgiveness opened the doors of the joy and the peace and the love that Jesus Christ will give you. And that's what changed my life. Now, I'm a giver to give you information to teach you, to be your mentor. I want to be there for you. I want to educate you. I want to help you. But Jesus Christ started it in me. We got rid of that unforgiveness in my life. Get rid of the unforgiveness in your life. You know, they say, live longer, forgive everybody. I believe that wholeheartedly. You're the one with a problem. Hey, I had a man that he, he had unforgiveness to his dad and his son-in-law. And I knew his son-in-law. I said, hey, I know. I'm in- Let's go tell him how miserable you are. Is he going to be happy or sad? He don't even know I'm that miserable. So you're carrying this around, and you've got this unforgiveness to Tony and your dad, and they don't know, they don't care, but you're the one suffering. And he would drink a quart of whiskey a day. And we got him to forgive his son-in-law and forgive his dad. For one thing, his son-in-law gave him two grandchildren. And he forgave his son-in-law, and he quit drinking whiskey in one day. What a miracle. But it's because he forgave. He forgave. That's what's hindering our lives is unforgiveness. What is controlling your mind? Unforgiveness? Are you letting somebody's past or your past hinder your mind, clog your mind? You can't walk into a dealership if your mind's not clear, and that's what I want to work on. I want to work on your mind mentally ready to buy with all that trash gone. 
any of those issues gone with the forgiveness that Jesus Christ gives to you. Forgive others. Love others. He will empower you to be better than you ever. He'll inspire you. He'll give you things and vision you've never seen because I've seen it. I've done it. I've walked it. I've lived it. Near-death experiences, miracles I've seen. You want my testimony? I love these know-it-alls that will tell you there's no God. Let me tell you something. I feel sorry for them because they haven't witnessed what I've witnessed, felt what I've felt, the desire, the love, the happiness, the joy that will flow through you and go to others. Do you want that desire? Do you want that ability? Do you want that love that you didn't have before? The more forgiveness you give in your life, the more love for people God will give you. And you know what? Your light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I tell you, it breaks my heart to see people in bondage with forgiveness when it is so simple with their heart to give it away. We'll talk about people with drug addictions. We'll talk about how they were healed. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you, Pastor Hagee, for the education, the opportunity. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, Mike Payne. Thank you, 630 AM. Thank you, Kelly. This is a great opportunity. Tell your friends and neighbors to go learn to buy and sell cars.com. Watch me on Facebook. I'm going to be the best person I can be. God bless you. I love you. I want you to step out and witness to people. I want you to step out and take my lesson, my classes, and help each and every person that you can. I want to make a difference in your life so you can make a difference in others' lives. I tell you what the joy and the peace. Let it flow from you. God, touch each and every one of these listeners to learn and grow. Listen to Proverbs 1, 5. Let the wise listen and add to their learning because I want you to grow and learn and be the best person you can be. God bless you. I think this show's almost over. And I tell you, let the Lord's hand be on your life your emotions, your feelings for your next purchase. God bless you. Forgive everybody. Live longer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 